Hello, hello. How long gone is here? Ooh, it's an herb Sunday morning podcast. You're listening to this on Monday, of course. It's been a little rainy over here in Glendale. I'm preparing my body for Pilates class number two. I just took half an edible. I'll take the other half sort of on maybe 45-minute mark. Hold on. <laughs> Pilates class number two, not of the day of your life. <laughs> of Let's not. Life. Okay, you, you kind of – I'm not going to let no, you get away. No, this is the sequel, baby. I'm this not going to let you get away with bad boys to Pilates like that. It's just – it's just – Second in your lifetime, not second in the day. I, well, of course, second of the uh, second of the week, that's as true. well as my lifetime. Okay, I, I guess that's true, and I'm I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, yesterday was luckily beautiful outside, um, because today is once again gloomy, and it it does put me on suicide watch when the weather's like that in LA. It puts me. I mean, obviously, that's an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. For our suicide community, suicide hive stand up. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want this podcast to get flagged. Like a COVID notification. Look, like, with everything that's going on in these unprecedented times, suicide is is down. It's, and it's, I, I don't mean the rate is down. I mean the low the list of priorities on the trending topics of my yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of the zeitgeist. No, it's way down. Um, but we're not going to talk about that anymore because I don't feel like editing that part out anymore <laughs> as we go further down into that world that will not uh, really produce anything good. But it was a good day to sort of do a little holiday cheer get a little pine swag up in the house don't worry all of our garland is farm raised and grass fed i walked finished. i walked into this winter wonderland today and immediately wanted to turn around uh as a known <laughs> grinch but the i this morning i was at whole foods and they had garland for sale and it just said door swag 9.99 door swag door swag and i'm like is there something i don't understand or is somebody that works here being funny and getting away with it now, this is a thing because w- once I started living with my life partner and she loves to... She like, loves door swag. Like all partners, she loves to celebrate and decorate for Christmas and the holiday times. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a bunch of pine swag up in the house. And I was just like, "What? what is that? Is that like... Like somebody made it like uh, Sam Jane, friend of the show, is like, is that like a new like cleaning product? Yeah, that it I does. Use, like it a does. Scrub, scrub it daddy does, kind it of does thing. It does sound like a, a cleaning product developed by the same people that brought you some like <laughs> in, influencer millennial pans. Yeah, it's like the granddaughter of whoever started Fabuloso <laughs> yeah. cleaning product was like, we got to do this. This is sustainable, this of course. It doesn't harm animals. But but I, I would, she would say pine swag in a very earnest way, not in not in like a silly Billy. Not in a, I this invented this right here is pine <laughs> swag. It's not like that. It was okay. just like yeah, it's called it's it's pine swag. What of it? Like as if we're as if she was saying like oh this is a dictionary where there's a bunch of definitions of sure. words in it. Why would you call it? Anything so once else? again, you're an idiot and she's a genius. <laughs> is, is well, the, and no, there was a there was a happy ending for me in okay. this situation because I was like. Am I taking crazy pills? Have uh-huh. is the whole world calling this pine swag? Certainly not. I have I pay a pretty close attention to the cultural movements. You that, have a Grammarly subscription, so it should have kind of taught you this. That could be the problem, as I'm relying too much on my devices. Uh, and I'm not, oh, okay. I'm sort okay. of, you're not out in the world talking to other Santas and Mrs. Clauses and elves and reindeers to kind of understand the vernacular of the Christmas season. I'm missing. The pine forest for the pine trees. Oh, as it were. okay, okay, okay. So, howlonggone.com is a website. So, so you're saying door swag and pine swag are both things that we should know because they're part of the Christmas vernacular? That's what I thought. And then she learned recently, this is a very important podcast, you guys. We're breaking a lot of info. I mean, it's 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 the holiday season. Uh, this is my World Cup. 
and and she was like, I learned today that what I thought previously was pine swag is actually pine garland, whereas things that would things that sort of drape over an archway or uh-huh. across a mantle yeah. or or over a doorway or a window. That is that is pine garland, okay, and then maybe a, a a nice little kind of a brooch of pine that would be pinned to your front door. That is the swag. That is pine swag, of course. That makes a little more sense because yesterday when I stopped, none by, of this makes sense. When I stopped by my favorite local purveyor, uh, Mister Jingles, <laughs> what? Is, uh, That's where I'd be copping the tree. They have indica and sativa and edibles and everything. They got the whole thing. Mister Jingles is like. Last season, that sounds like a fake drug dealing company. In a Mr. Jingles, ho ho ho, eight mm-hmm. balls, one fifty. <laughs> no, but uh, it's 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 um. Last year, I feel like it was all hot college studs, kind of packing up the trees. This year, a little down market on the help. Really, you know, it's tough to find good help. That's what I'm hearing from all my from all the small business owners. I don't want to point all the blame at Bezos, but he's got a little hand mm-hmm. in this. I, but yeah. don't worry, the, the the chick checking us out did uh, find a way to spend her uh, $25 an hour on her lips only because they were the size of two fucking Casper pillows. Um, <laughs> and she was moving about as slow as you possibly could. <sighs> Miss Jingles needs a only new... Only in LA do you go to a Christmas wrap, tree... chocolate mocha. A Christmas tree farm, and the chick looks like she got an OnlyFans, and, <laughs> and she works at the infrared place. She's like... It's, what you want is so crazy like oh holiday chair well actually when i was in napa we drove past a christmas tree farm and there were no 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 this was this is in hollywood we were driving right past hollywood and highland that's where we that's mr jingles okay no shit okay there's multiple jingles locations don't get it twisted okay okay so we were leaving hollywood and highland for our listeners who are international <laughs> that is basically the epicenter of hollywood you know that's where all the yeah. walk of fame all mm. the celebrities that's where you that's go where see you, aquaman yeah that's where you go to get your picture taken with a guy that's wearing a michael jordan jersey and holding a basketball mm-hmm. because he's michael jordan <laughs> yes and he does live under a bridge. Yeah, no, he does. He's a tent life guy, but it's uh-huh. it's not because he wants, just because he has to. He does this job. I mean, the money is good, but <laughs> I really like the ability to be able to take candid photographs of children is sort of yeah, his exactly. yeah, main ammo. He does have an Android late model. Uh, okay, so uh, we were driving, leaving Shintaro. Yeah. Driving past Mr. Jingles. This was right when Jingles was setting up. Mm-hmm. So this was maybe two weeks ago or something like that. And they had a big 18-wheeler truck, yeah. and they were unloading the trees into the lot, and there were two or three dudes who were doing this work, all of them shirtless, all of them kind of bearded, mm-hmm. a little Nordic kind of mm-hmm. vibe, and they were... Have, there's like that meme video of the two guys who work in like an oil refinery, and they're covered in mud, and they're moving this heavy machinery, and moving these pipes and everything like that and everyone's like this is disgusting i wanted to fuck all of them instantly <laughs> it's, you, it was sort you of you were getting energy. the same energy i was not but my fucking life partner we were driving by and she's like damn what's really good with i don't really understand movers? i have to say as much as i, I i'm sure those those kind of buff fellows want to show off their physiques it seems like the pine needles would get a little scratchy on the skin it makes it hotter so you're saying they're wearing their their kind of yeah when you get the nails in the back of the shoulder blades they're right, wearing speaking their, of the christmas tree that's right here on the lower back right they're wearing their cheap jeans tucked into their cheap boots oh yeah no shirt but they got some maybe some suede gloves on to protect the hands yeah 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 anytime if a pine needle scratches my clavicle mm-hmm. my obliques hot it's yeah it's just like i i wish is there anyone here that could like dress my wounds <laughs> but the 
They so this woman, the woman in front of me, it was just a, the line took forever. There wasn't a lot of great help at Mr. Jingles this season, mm-hmm. um, but I was able to secure the tree and tree delivery um, because I tree delivery. Oh, I'm not touching that thing. I'm not touching that thing. There's nothing <laughs> more pointless than Christmas decorations. Like yeah. decorating for anything is crazy to me. Like, why do you spend the time and effort to put this stuff up when you know it's going to get taken down and thrown away? It makes no sense. And you know, to be honest, it's not sustainable. I don't want to. I don't want to throw shots. Look, I don't want to go third berg mode. Your girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> so why are you telling her all this? No, because I just don't understand. I truly don't understand holiday decorating oh, across the board. It's insane. Any holiday, it's insane. Even game day. Game day's different. <laughs> game day's different. You have to let me wear my big hat in the locker room, you know? Look, there's something, I don't know what it is, but it's it's implanted in you at childhood and when you have when you've been bitten by Santa's bug and some some people have it, some people don't, and you are just one of those people where at that impenetrable or you were impenetrable at that well, age I just, for whatever I, reason. I just I think if you have a big enough house, you hire somebody to decorate it, you hire them to take it down, I guess that's fine if you have kids and shit. If you're a young adult or oldish, middle-aged adult like me, uh-huh. there's no point and it doesn't matter and I can go to the Grove and get Christmas cheer and then be home and not have to think about it again. Chris said Christmas trees. There's no point. There's no point. There's literally no point. It's a racket by white people. That's what it is. It feels uh-huh. like a, it feels like a little bit of a crime to me. I've noticed that the Latinx community also embraces Feliz Navidad culture as well. It's interesting. They might it, like it more than whites. It's possible. I, it's I don't want to I don't want to point fingers or make this a racial thing, but I do feel like Christmas is an overarching issue that we need to deal with in this country. Think about the tamales. But that sounds good. Abuel, Abuelita puts her fucking <laughs> UGG boot in those tamales every. Second. There were some. There are a lot of UGG boots at Jingles, but I just don't. But I know. I know what you mean. I'm not even anti Christmas. I, I mean, I, I'm anti holiday because I think they're all pointless and it just slows things down and I get less emails, so it makes me upset. Mm-hmm. But I just think spending 165 dollars on something that's going to die and I'm going to have to use my melee to vacuum up <laughs> is just kind of sent. It's it's just senseless. Okay. Well, speaking of senseless, my tree is a fake one. It's scentless, but there's no cleanup. There's no throwing away. You buy it once and then... I hate to say it. That's even worse. Um, I you, mean, you obvi- know, the only good part about a Christmas tree is the smell. Oh, so and I know you can, buy, you can like- buy the Ralph Lauren candle to simulate the smell. They do sell out. Get yours now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a freebie. That's not paid for. But I buy I, mine in January. If I'm going to go to Mr. Jingles, spend 165 on the five footer, and shit better be smelling like some onions. That better shit be better be stinking. smelling like the packy out. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want because last year you want people to ding dong the mailman just the opening the mail slot and yeah. sticking it in Ugh. overcome with the waft of no. Christmas. No, that's that's the only the only good part about Christmas in the tree is the smell. Whereas yeah. Thanksgiving, there's no redeeming qualities. The food smells bad. The food tastes bad. <laughs> turkeys are ugly. The color palette is not for me. It's not, there's nothing. Not even a nice mushroom gravy. Oh, yeah. That mommy looks, dense mushroom what gravy. What looks more delicious than a mushroom soup you pour over some other slop? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, the same, I'm the same way. When I was a kid, I used to love putting up the Christmas tree and decorating it because that meant it was one step closer to yummy presents. That's true, yeah. But as you become an adult, I mean, I guess depending on how well you were raised, mm-hmm. then you might have the part of your body and brain where you're able to ask other people for gifts and uh-huh. tell them what you would want. Obviously, that part of me has died and been burnt off a long time ago. So 
I haven't asked somebody what I want for Christmas since I was, you know, 11 years old or something. Yeah. So to me, the Christmas time is, it's like, it's more, it's all for her, but I do like, it just makes it cozier, but it's sort of a wash whether or not it's worth all the work because like setting up the tree and decorating and all that shit, like it's a lot of fucking work. Cozy. Bro. I'm ready to live. I'm ready to live like Kim Kardashian where it looks like a jail. Like I'm down, bro. <laughs> I want concrete floors, concrete walls. Cozy is not for me. You want you want Kim K's kill room. Yeah, Kim K's kill room. I mean, cozy is fine if it's a hotel for a couple nights. If I want Bowery or Chateau vibes, I know where to check in. Yeah. I don't want I don't want all that shit in my actual life. Yeah, but that's in the lobby. You're not going to watch Let It Snow on Netflix, 2019's Let It Snow, snuggled up with a big bowl of Carla Lolly music popcorn. <laughs> And some fucking eggnog and amaro spritz. Eggnog is gross. It's just it's just another it's another thing that comes in the calendar that I have to fucking trudge through to get to a beautiful work week. And that's that's I've dealt with that. Okay. So when you walk home after a hard day's work at your email job, uh-huh. you hang your Noah hat <laughs> covered in snow and soot on your hat rack. <laughs> You hang that Noah. Ooh, <laughs> I brush the snow off my barber's shoulders. Yeah. Take my Noah hat off at the door. And you're not. You don't. You don't get. You don't see that glowing Christmas tree in the corner of your room, of your living room, and say, oh, "Honey, I'm home." And then you know, a small labradoodle comes <laughs> over and licks. No, all licks I think. Of, all I think hand. about when I look at a tree is. Those needles are going to be on the ground, and I'm going to have to sweep them up. That's all I can think about. Call me joyless. Call me stupid. But I, I think there's other people like me, and I'm giving us a voice. Call me joyless. Call <laughs> me stupid. How about the How about the New York Post? The the Morrissey story in the New York Post where it was like, middle-aged Morrissey fans rushed the stage during his performance. And I'm like, this is every Morrissey show in the history of time. Yeah, New York Post covering that. Is that uh is that still owned by Rupert Murdoch or is that sold off? I don't know. I don't know why they I don't know why That's that's how we know that we're old. Where it's like somebody who wrote that story is like born in the year 2003 and is like what is and they why went are these to a old? Morrissey concert and they're like whoa there's like people going on stage and trying to hug him and the security is sort of letting him sort of not this is an absolute riot, and I'm going to write 5,000 words This on needs it. to be in page six. They didn't even mention that Chloe Seven and Dasha were there. I mean, I don't even know. Like, why would you not mention that? That's The the only content I saw from the Morrissey show was Dasha and Chloe Seven. Page, together. page six. Together? Yeah, they were, they were bang. I mean, there's when I went to the Morrissey Damn, show bro. in Vegas alone uh, without Dasha or Chloe, um, there mm. was a... The security vibe is so strange because they do let them do it, but then they like don't let some people and they tackle them, and it makes no sense. Like who's getting what treatment? There's no rhyme or reason. As a security to it. guard, you sort of know. You can see. You just know. It's like when you're at the dog park or oh. you're walking your dog, and you can look at the other dog, and you you could sort of gauge whether or not it's a potential you, threat. You can gauge whether that dog has the dog in him. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's and it used to be sort of as simple as like. No ugly people, no fat people. Sure. Only hot, attractive people can come on stage and hug him. But now it's a little tough. And, and well, I think you his can fans, be a hot think, person that has your the dog in them. I think the fans have gotten uglier, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think that's the real problem. In Vegas, I'll tell you what, it was not a murderer's row. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the real reason why Morrissey canceled the show at the Greek. He went out there. He's like, no, nope, not tonight. He's like, no, no, no. The weather's not too cold. It's just kind of cold for all these hoes in it's the crowd. Cold. It's very cold. <laughs> these people are giving me a cold. Yeah, he's like, I thought people in LA were 
supposed to work out. I know. I love that. I'm I love not, that. This ain't Colorado Springs. That story was so good. So many people tagged me, and I'm like, guys, this happens at every single show. That's the only reason this is funny. I don't think you're understanding why it's funny. Speaking of security at musical events, I went to a dance music club night on Friday to see friends of the show, DJ Python. Um, yeah, who else was on this bill? Because it was, of course, words that I had never seen before. So my friend Richie, um, he does a party called Lights Down Low. Him and oh, another guy, Corey, they were they were playing Yusu, another friend of the show. She's a DJ from uh, Vancouver. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Got to build with her. Um, and then Omar S. And then Anthony Naples, B2B with DJ Python. Anthony Naples does sound like an Italian porn star. How is his set? <laughs> They did it. They were the only people I watched that I liked. I, Omar S was not giving, unfortunately. Well, people love Omar S. Mm -hmm. Love. He was in a bad mood, I think. Like we got out of the car. Uh, we we got out. Of Hold the on. Lift. What time did this start? So this was. It wasn't a super late one. It was like a. It was like a ten to three. So it was. I mean, it wasn't early, but you know, it wasn't one of those like it starts at midnight. What time and it goes did TJ six. hop out of the Lambo truck though? To go to, to when did when did I arrive? Yeah. Probably like eleven thirty. And where was this? It was downtown. Oh, I knew it. I, I knew it. The venue was truly awful. It was called the Globe Theater. It's like right up the street from like the Ace Hotel. It's been there for a long time, right? Yeah, it's it's like a hundred year old venue. It's very so, it's like the Avalon. Era. So you went to a dance music club night. Yes. Something the old TJ would have done any night of the week. This had to be reserved for a Friday. You had to do some pre partying. What drugs did you do? What did you drink? <laughs> okay. How did you deal with this? Okay, yeah. So this was a thing that I was thinking about. In order for me to go to an, an event or a party or a club that starts after you know 11 or 12 yeah. where you would show up at midnight, I need to have a certain series of events lead up of to course, that in, in succession for a domino effect. Otherwise, mm. I mean, I can't even sit down on a, on a comfortable couch after 8 p.m. or else... You might get faded. I might start going into the into dark waters. Yeah. But uh, our friend Nargis, she had a martini party at her house. So you drove all the way to Altadena? <laughs> no, no. Luckily, it was in Echo Park or oh, okay. like uh, Angelino Heights, just around the corner from Quarter Sheets. Great cake over there. Huh. The cake is good. Oh, well, come on, bro. I've never had it. Exactly. Dude, life-changing, bro. <laughs> what they do with lychee? Oh, fuck. Um... But it, it was it was a perfect thing where we go to like Echo Park, which is halfway between my house and downtown. Go load up on some mar some high octane martinis. Oh, high octane, of course. Unfortunately, the martinis were shit. Sorry, and then go downtown afterwards. Okay. Um. And so I had to go. Did you? What did you eat? I made dinner at home beforehand. She was. Uh, at this the, is really a late night. The martini party was involving pizza from Quarter Sheets, which okay. is delicious, but I can't do five slices of pepperoni before a club. Of course. That's going to fuck me up. No. So uh, I, I made Contramar tuna tostadas, keeping it light. Um, okay. I saw some tostadas in the in the kitchen before we podcast. I wondered which which what you were doing with those okay so you just get a corn tortilla you deep fry it no no i know what a tostada. i know what a tostada is um it's you know, a little ahi grade sashimi tuna uh -huh. i make of course a chipotle mayonnaise with qp some fried leeks and some fresh avocado on top 
And you just pop those things. Have you you've ever you've never been to Contramar, right? In Mexico oh, I've, City? I've been to Contramar. Have you been there of sound mind? Have you been there sober? Uh, I don't remember, dude. I try to block out Mexico City every chance I get. So yeah, I know, I know. I, I de- I've definitely been there. And what's the other one? I mean, I mean, like the other you have to go to yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's like five. I There's one forget. with like a cricket sal. That's where I have my first insect. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my way I ate my first insect. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I said a so good base of tostadas, Then you had some bad martinis. What were what was wrong with the martinis? So martinis, it was when you're doing a martini party, you have to sort of like okay. First of all, <laughs> martini party is not something I've ever heard before. I think it's just people getting together to drink martinis. So let's not give it this little name. Okay, well, what's what's a party if not a people a gathering of people getting together. Well, I think it's just you went to a party at Nargis's house. I don't think it was you, branded as a, a martini. The it's I like people in, call something a mansion party. I'm like, how corny? <laughs> how corny can you be? It's just a party at a nice house. It's a it's a party. It's a fair point. Let's just say let's just say party. And then the drinks that were offered. The iCal invite had a martini emoji in the header. Just to so this is Nargis's fault. Well, I I like it. I like people that set ex- it's it's a fine line because you're like if you divulge too much information on the invitation you look a little corny and a little narky but then sometimes if you're an OCD person you're like, you're very thankful that they include this information like oh by the way we're going to be serving this food this kind of drink you have to take you know it's a shoes off it's a shoes on thing you know if it's shoes on you know I'm not coming so you mean shoes off? Yeah, shoes off. I ain't coming. This you, was a shoes off martini no, party. So, I'll stand outside. You can bring me my martini right outside the front door. But I, when I would see movies of, you know, like a Woody Allen movie in the 70s or 80s and and the two rich women in the Upper West Side will go back to their, their loft apartment and have martinis and it'll be like a glass jug, like a crystal yeah. kind of like one gallon container. And there'll be a long spoon. It'll be filled yeah. with ice and water, and then the, that's just like eleven martinis ready to go. So you're saying this is a, that's what you so should it was have a done. batch made cocktail event. It was a batch made cocktail. So this event. is like any other activation we've ever been to. It was just at someone's house. Yeah, exactly. It, but the drinks were free. Um, but you know, it was it's a, it's a tough thing to manage a, a martini party because it's a very easy drink to make. How many people were at this party? Uh, maybe like 10 15 who's the most drunk all gathering who's the most nobody's really that drunk actually there's a couple annoying bitches that were drunk mm-hmm. had to fuck with them a little bit yeah of course damn there's two people there there's a couple there hopefully they're not listening but uh huh. if they are whatever but they were they were talk. they still use foursquare and i was what? trying to get them to explain to me like how in 2022 can you still they must, they be must addicted have, they to must, foursquare they must have worked there and have hella stock there's no other reason to use that. <laughs> that's it's very possible but um, were know, they like we're checking in right now? Like, what? How did this come up? How did they reveal themselves? They were like, <laughs> they were going for some reason. Like, when this is really funny. Okay, you know, you know, people <laughs> who are like so on their phone. You know, like how people might talk about you with your Twitter or social media sure. addiction. Of you're you're not even close to being severe on that scale compared to some other people who are truly just like so living online that it has done permanent mental damage yeah. to them and physical. Oh, I don't want to see the hump in the back of their neck in terms of their core strength. All oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah, weak. This, yeah, yeah. They probably don't even hang upside down for ten minutes a day. <laughs> fucking idiots. But like those people who are just like when you go like, hey, let's go to a party of ten people. We're going to drink martinis. Yeah, this isn't like a rager with a hundred people. Have some pizza, and we sit around and talk about 
have you seen uh, yeah, White Lotus and uh-huh. but they were they were unable to sort of do that and they had to look at their phone and as if they were you know sitting in an airport terminal waiting for their flight by themselves just like oh Foursquare oh or like like I'm so bored I'm gonna look at my Venmo history <laughs> sure, sure, and this sure. chick was like oh seven years ago I went to an alpaca farm that was see I'm glad I remember that now. And they're just looking at their phones instead of talking to people and, and be like, so what? why are you on on Foursquare? And they'll go back and look at their phone and start scrolling and be like, oh, well, like two years ago, we went to Dairy Queen. Remember that? So, so they use Foursquare as a memory bank? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it was it was very similar when I was talking about um, Pierce Brosnan's children yeah. where when they were looking at themselves in a mirror, they felt the need to narrate their own personal life as if somebody was filming them. They were just talking out loud, talking out loud as if there was a camera crew being like, "All right, so what do you guys think were about these your people old today? or young? They have to be old to use Foursquare. They were like, I would say, you know, early mid thirties. Wow, intelligent people who probably make good money. They definitely make good money, but what do they look like? Uh, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, they look like normal, like sure, hipster they look like white normal people. East Side cool people, but they use Foursquare. If you don't have, yeah. if you use, no shade to those pe- those folks. If you use, if you use first, <laughs> if you use first generation like apps on your phone, and you don't have equity in the company, <laughs> we got to talk. Like that's yeah, wild somebody shit. need. We need to switch up the SSRIs. You like need that's to, so weird. You need to go do a week in Joshua Tree alone, and uh, just unless it's some Facebook or LinkedIn because those are cool. But something like Foursquare. Like first of all, I never use that Snapchat Foursquare. I I just never even never downloaded. That's it. like a bitch pulling out Angry Birds at a party <laughs> in 2022. I'm like, really, dog? I mean, I guess so. So they're unable to sort of socialize like that, and they have nothing to talk about in the real world. And their their Twitter fingers are more powerful than their spoken word. Mm. So uh, you know, they're they're not you know they're in a different weight class. It's like a boxer trying to fight a heavyweight. And they're they're really good at at Twitter and talking and talking in text and type. But when they you're like, hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? And they'll be like, and smoke starts coming out of the ears and shit. So this party sounds lit, and then you left <laughs> and went at eleven. I drank instead of the martinis. I drank a whole bottle of Jake Trot's girlfriend's orange wine, and I felt bad about that. Okay, well, I'm sure she can afford it. It's fine. She's all good. So you so you got drunk. So got drunk, hopped in the lift. Mm-hmm. We pulled up right behind Omar S, who got out in his matching Gucci bucket hat and backpack. What? And he still DJs on CDs, so he had the the Case Logic CD book. Okay, that's cool. I'm back on Omar S. What? What? Yeah, he was real. Onk, what car was he? He? What Uber did he pull up in? I don't know if it was a Lux. Oh, I don't know if it was a Lux. Who's the promoter of this party? Somebody you know? Beep. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't pony up a hundred for the Escalade. Where does he, Omar S live? Detroit, probably Detroit, yeah, some shit right, like that. Right. So, what is he known for playing? Disco. He plays like house, disco, techno, like all that stuff. But he's he's sort of known as being a kind of person who's like, I'm doing it the old way. I'm making music on all analog equipment. I'm going to DJ on CDs. Okay. And I'm not going to be like a goofy person. I'm not jumping around and standing on the DJ booth. Uh, I just like my bottle of cognac i have two hoes on on and behind me so it, it's I'm just cool gonna play some, it's cool in yeah, it's, theory. A, it's a very cool vibe it's a very cool vibe but you're saying he wasn't feeling it yeah his he walked in and like the there's like a sound problem and like he like kind of had to start to like a dead room because of some sound issues and 
It was it was just one of those like money grab gigs. Like I don't want to be here. This is stupid. You've been there. I know. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna play for an hour and a half, and I'm gonna walk right out and go straight back to my hotel and jack off or whatever. You know. Damn. Or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe he, hopefully he got some Korean barbecue or something. So how long did you stay at this party? I, I stayed till 2.30. Oh, my God. So Omar was playing, and then while that was kind of boring me a little bit, no shade to the God. Wasn't his fault. I've seen him do amazing sets. It's awesome. But I was kind of talking to people, blah, 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 shooting the shit. And then when so you he, knew some people from the EDM community, you kind of yeah. are able to dip back into that. No problem. I found three or four people that, you know, Theo Bark was there. He had a whole harem of freaks. It was, I was proud of him. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, and you're, yeah, I had, I had, we had, there was like the, the overall crowd was like a burner kind of mm, crowd, you Interesting. know, but there was because like there's some cool people DJing. There's like 40 people like in one corner and we're like, we're all the cool people who mm. are like wearing a Lada and like we're you're different. including yourself in that group. Oh, yeah. Except okay. because except when I sent you guys a photo of me and you said, why is there a substitute literary <laughs> professor? At Jason this rave? was not dressed for the rave. Let me put it that way. And that's that's coming from me who always dresses like a cop. What's more freaking punk rock and badass than <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, I'm a grown ass man. I, what I'm am I going to do? I'm not saying you need to wear like a see through shirt. It was just Jason <laughs> was wearing literally like a button up shirt underneath a sweater, a, a crisp look like I'm I'm for it. It just seems like. The downtown rave, maybe the look could be a little more casual. Look, I take the rave scene and I turn it on its head. Okay, so you were you were kind of showing them how it's done. Yeah, I'm showing them how it could be done if they kind of step their flavor up. Okay, so, so what was the overall vibe? Was there a lot of flavor in the room, or, or and and you were kind of counteracting that? <sighs> no, I, I had to get the party started a little bit because the crowd was not necessarily into the music at all times. And I was I did something that I haven't done in a long time where okay. if your friend is DJing a party and the crowd doesn't seem to be super into it and I, you sympathize with them because you've been there before, my goofy ass runs into the middle of the center dance floor and I start kind of like jumping around. So and, you hung yourself on the cross for Python? I did. Well, also, I was on Molly. So. Ah, there we go. Thank you for that. I, okay, I was wondering when the Molly made an appearance yeah. and uh, how much you did and how bad you felt. I, I did not. I wanted, I had in my mind, I'm only going to do a little bit. I don't want to be geeking out. You don't want to be geeking. I don't want to geek. I just want a little bit just to keep me awake. Of course. And keep me, you know, having a, a smile on my face yeah. instead of a frown. And I took the perfect amount. I was wow. I was all good. I didn't I didn't geek out. At forty two years old, you finally figured out how to take drugs. Congratulations, <laughs> DJ them jeans, ladies and gentlemen. I found these two, and I, when I ran to the middle of the club, I started jumping up and down, and they were playing like <laughs> funny music. It was like funny remixes of stuff. So it was kind of silly. It was like it was kind of some like put a donk on it style yes. music, like some jump up garage uh -huh. funny shit. And there are these like two or three Japanese dudes there, and I was like jumping up with them and they kept pushing me out of the way they kept pushing me to the front of the booth like they thought they thought that i was very stupid and they did not like me they thought i was like really dorky were these like cool guys they were like cool like japanese kind of streetwear dudes of like course from japan yeah they were there in town like they were cool and swaggy they weren't mean. They didn't have a bad attitude, but I would I would be like jumping around and dancing, and they kept pushing me to the front of the 
like the the barrier in between the DJ and the crowd, they kept being like, get out of here. And then they would, they wanted me to like dance there and they were like taking photos of me. Basically they thought I was like really dumb. So then I grabbed their heads and I started using them <laughs> as a, like a crutch to jump up and down. And they, I don't know if they love that that much. Did and they I tried to step to you. No, they thought it was really funny. Like they were laughing and I was laughing, but we were both kind of like pushing each other in there a was hard some tension, way. But we're not. No one's going to break first because then you're a pussy. Exactly. Like if you actually get mad, you're lame. We were so. both going kamikaze mode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But neither of us crashed the, the airplanes into each so other. So it worked. It did work. Sometimes you just have to fight fire with fire. That's pretty cool, actually. It's not the first time I've tangled with the Japanese in the club. I, I'm, I'm sure. No, They're I'm, a rowdy bunch, but it all comes from a place of love. So Python crushed it on the CDJs. He crushed it on the CDJs. Him and Naples played a fun set. I loved it. And... Carolyn and all of our friends that we were with, she was like, "This is I love this music. It's so fun." How much would because I she li- like that was the last time she was listening to like dance music was like when this era was. Oh, around. I see, I see, I see. So it's like er- like late nineties, early two thousands when she was a kid. How long would I have made it at this party? Twenty minutes or forty minutes? I would say, if you talk to Python, I would say forty. Okay. That's fair. Because he's just the best, you know? I couldn't talk to him while he was DJing, though, so hopefully I time it right. But to bring it back to security... Yes. There is a situation Uh-oh. there where... And <laughs> this is this is a touchy subject, but there was a raver in the crowd who was in a mechanical wheelchair. Pause. Okay. And he was... You know, he was just a regular guy, and yeah. it's, it's not unusual to see people in a wheelchair at a concert or a party or sure. whatever. Everyone is usually very respectful to them, and like, oh, you know, make way, and like, hey, move out of the way, and make sure that they can go to the front and yeah. get a good view, and everyone was doing that, but as the night kind of progressed, he kept getting more and more fucked up, but in in a dark and angry way. And less of a fun and raver way. Did he run over your foot? That's just the start of it. <laughs> but uh, he, so he would, he went from being like dude in the wheelchair at the party where everyone's, uh, you know, we're all showing love. It's all respect. Was he with a crew or was he solo dolo? A little. He had a he had a couple people with him here and there, but he he started with a with a group and he ended solo. But okay, and he would. It would be normal, and then I would walk past him, and he'd like yell something at me. He'll be like, "Hey, are you blah blah blah?" And I'll be like, "No." And then he'll, and then he would like turn the wheelchair around and go off without even saying anything else. And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's interesting." Like, in kind of a curmudgeonly, disgruntled mm-hmm. kind of way. What's the age range on this fella? He's probably mid thirties. Okay. I would say. Okay, so too old to be at the rave, just like you. So maybe he's feeling <laughs> some, he's feeling a little competition. So he. <laughs> he got I was I was dancing and raving and all this stuff and he basically kind of bulldozed me <laughs> from behind he sort of <laughs> God damn it <laughs> Yeah uh, all right so and I want to be I want to be clear because I have spoken about wheelchair tennis and I don't want to be on the record as a person who has a honest. This problem. seems like a reoccurring theme with you, not me. I'm I'm a friend to all communities. When it's like, oh, 
you know, if this happens enough times, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the problem. So, so I just want to be clear. You're saying to me that this guy, he he came at you. For, he 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 drew first blood. He so you're dancing around being an idiot, looking like a fucking uh, Bro, a college I'm, professor. I'm, I'm vaping someone's like a stranger's okay. jewel. You know, just I'm to in be my clear, pocket. guys, Jason's dressed like a professor who fucks his students. And he's and he's vaping from someone else's someone else's. Why don't you come back to the house, have a little wine. No, no, I live on campus. They actually pay for it. It's really nice. I have the Meredith Dairy Goat Cheese. Have you tried that? <laughs> so, so good. So Jason looks like a cop, and this this wheelchair raver <laughs> is not having your shit. And he, you're saying to me that he he actually hits you. Okay, so we're you know the the stage is in, in the center of the of the room, yeah. you know, and everyone there's sort of a crowd, yeah. like a semicircle crowd. All yeah. like facing that direction, <clears throat> and he—I'm probably like five people deep away yeah. from the DJ booth, and he comes in from behind and kind of hits me left left leg, mm-hmm. and then like partially runs over my shoe, scuffing my puma. Did you think he was was the idea that he was in route somewhere, or was this a bulldoze and back? <sighs> he was asleep at the wheel, so he 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 runs into me. And I move out of the way, and I didn't know. All I all I know is like somebody's. I feel something pushing me, you and feel I feel some, pain. You feel some pain, and, and so I kind of do an instant like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, of course. And I realize that it's sort of you know when um like someone's like in a movie where someone's driving, and they're like, or like you're in a car and somebody dies, like they shoot a guy mm-hmm. and they slump over. Yeah, and then the car, and yes. they accidentally knock the car in gear and they start hauling ass down the it was like that it was like he had fallen he had passed out and so he had he had had its eight coronas and yeah. fallen asleep and hit the he, button he was i mean no better place to be in a k-hole than in a wheelchair of Great course point. strapped in hopefully but he i don't know if he had slumped over and fallen asleep or he was too fucked up but he was out and his arm or his elbow must have touched the joystick controller device and he, because he after plowing into me he then knocked into like four or five other people bro he hit hot that, girls he hit hot girls yeah so you had don't to even kind of, worry you, about me you had to kind of defend their honor then like a real gentleman you had to kind of step to this Not cool bro <laughs> you had to tell this guy so he falls asleep at the wheel kind of like when you're drunk driving and you hit six parked cars he's done that yeah, on yeah, the yeah. dance floor mm-hmm. and of course you being a gentleman that you are and kind of a looming figure. Yeah. You, do you step to him and kind of say, Hey bro, that wasn't cool. I didn't, I didn't have to because it was security instantly clocked it and they had to go in. Cause I mean, it was, it was literally just a guy slumped over in a wheelchair. So alone what, in a what club. did security do? Did they pick up either side of the chair and move him out? They kind of, they did that cop move where we hit the, uh, hit hit the, the flashlight into the eyes. Check the pupils. You have anything to drink, boy? Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Something like that. And then they kind of had to, yeah, like pick his body back up a little bit and then they kind of wheeled him over to the corner, like away from the crowd and then they kind of like started talking to him and then there was like five security guards who were just like, what what are we supposed to do? So we're, and his homies had dissipated. There were there were no. Yeah, he was he was solo alone, just asleep in his wheelchair. I know everyone felt bad, but everyone was just like, you know, what do we do? Because if you're like a shithead security guard, 
normally if you see a guy who's fucked up and like running into people, you're like, oh, sick. Now we I get, get to, to pick him guy. up and throw him onto the yeah, trash yeah. outside of the venue. Yeah, we get to me Damn, and, this is, bro, me and Oscar that. and Edgar get to grab him by the shoulders <laughs> and fucking throw him in between, the trash can. Between this and and the la- and the GQ Man of the Year party after, yeah. <laughs> I, I think maybe you need to take some time from going out. We had a blast. There seemed to be some incidents following you that aren't great. Look, I was it was it was a wrong place, wrong time for that. Your chick's gonna leave you for an actor I've never heard of, (laughs) and you got run over by a guy in a wheelchair at the rave. Uh huh. That's not great. Yeah, but these things happen to me, and I remember I was at the club, and I have a drunken note in my notes app where like I spelled wheelchair really incorrectly, (laughs) but I was just I just typed like. Drunk guy wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That was that was the note. Like I'm glad you're good because to teach myself to remember to talk about because you have show. some. I mean, you do have ongoing knee issues, so I'm glad that he didn't kind of hit anything. Yeah, look, I mean, the if I didn't have my Pilates under my belt, it would be tough. <laughs> I <laughs> and but speaking of of stretching, really quick, I, I forgot to talk about this last week when I was in Napa, heading over there. Wait, maybe I did talk about it, about the guy stretching, and I took a photo of him, and then he caught you, and now you're friends. No, well, Rylan, friend of the show, he sent it to the guy, and then the guy hit me up. And this guy is a a plaque holding. Yeah, he's he's like a musician songwriter person that he knew, but it it was it had never happened to me before because me, I've taken so many photos of strangers of doing, you know, they don't have to look. That's kind of your photography style. It's like Glendale's less talented Martin Parr or something. Oh, yeah. It's giving big par. <laughs> big pie. Martin Parr. Pie. <laughs> Fucking favorite sick-ass photo, dude. <laughs> Fucking pie is no joke, dude. Yeah. He's his fucking serious from Brighton Beach, dude. Okay, so there. I, I often take pictures of strangers yeah. in and it, they don't. They can be a normal looking person, but the way they're juxtaposed, sure, the backdrop, whatever. The, the, how you see the world is what makes it original. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. Um. And I took a picture of a guy who was in the middle of an airport stretching. There's there's a big leather couch, like yeah. a communal couch that people can sit on. He he took all of his belong, you know, a jacket, a backpack, some sunglasses, maybe a uh-huh. bottle of water, and he sort of strewn that about three quarters of the couch. Um, while there's like 90 year old people sitting on like plastic folding chairs and then he was behind the couch doing a stretch Mm -hmm. just kind of like Mm -hmm. you know this this sounds eerily like something you would do that's what's interesting no no no. i'm considerate bro oh yeah yeah especially to the elderly yeah you do love olds yeah 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 uh and i i was like oh this is i'm inside of an airplane hangar the sun is shining on this guy there's shit all over the place and he's just alone stretching in his own little fun world and i've i've been there before and i take a picture and i post it and then i get on an airplane and i land and the guy go and the guy sent me a message saying like oh i i thought i only had one chin before i got on the plane <laughs> got him <laughs> it was uh it wasn't the most flattering of angles you know? sure but you didn't tag him or anything it he was, was wearing an untuck it shirt so as you're stretching up you know we, we, we were to- seeing some midriff revealed yeah, we got to see the kind of tempe tube in the middle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see the tempe tube, and he, you know, it's it's he's had better angles. How did it end? How did this interaction end? Well, I was in shock because it would none of my subjects have ever reached out to me like that, and <laughs> I subjects, and it had me. 
it had me wondering like, oh damn, like do I need to start blurring out faces? Does Instagram have that as a feature? I'm sure there I'm sure you could do it with your FaceTune app. You just you just do a little different tune. I don't have the FaceTune app. All my life partner does all my tunes. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm not paying no three ninety nine. I don't think that I, I doubt that Instagram offers it directly, but I'm sure there are many aftermarket apps. Because everybody has yeah. to blur out their license plate, you know. So license plate minors. I think know. it's. I think it's. No, I think you should just. Put or I should just put an emoji. Funny over the emoji, face. like they do. You know, like like people do with their kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daily Mail does a blur. I prefer a funny emoji. We got to go emoji on. You put thing. an eggplant emoji over every dude's face that you ever take a picture of. That's oh, a nice picture. So Got him. I was gonna. I want to talk to you about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. As I saw some news that broke this week that some a fellow player. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, football player, American yeah. style football, American style football player. Aaron Rodgers, ha- like a new player had been signed to the team and they met for the first time. And the guy said mm-hmm. that the first thing that Aaron Rodgers said to him was, do you believe in nine <laughs> <laughs> 11? And I was like, that really? Is, he said the first thing that he said to him is, do you believe nine 11? So Aaron Rodgers is that far. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might be further than we ever thought. What does that even? I mean, so what do does you, that mean? I so don't know. do you believe in nine eleven? As if do you think it even happened you, to be you, like like the moon landing? Yes. Do you think it even happened? Like that's the that's that's uh-huh. what I take it to mean. I'm sure maybe he he means it in a more nuanced way, but he's a football player, yeah, yeah. so he's not very smart, so he probably can't articulate that. Ben, he had a couple hits. You know how the CT so, is. So this is sort of like flat Earth territory in terms of having a grip on it's seeming on the world. It's seeming that one of the biggest uh downfalls of social media culture is athletes being able to see stuff <laughs> being able to see like in back in the 70s 80s 90s the mo- the managers the coaches could all oh over, right over here champ now, exactly. let's not look exactly. at all that exactly. champ we gotta get you back in the now game. now see what we need to do i think is kind of we got to ban them. We can't. Basically, once you sign a certain level of contract to play for professional sports, your access to YouTube is taken away. <laughs> and we have to kind of get you focused on the game and your fitness, et cetera, et cetera. But the YouTube stuff. No, I think you can go on YouTube, but they have to install some type of. Governor. A yeah. governor. Yeah, there's where, a governor. Where, I mean, and they can afford to hire a full-time human it's like a sober coach but instead it's it's a a a every time you click on that fucking alex jones (laughs) link you get a text from some guy who's like "Uh, uh, uh." the fact that kai i mean aaron Rodgers, it hasn't happened to the same way it's happened like Kyrie, but these guys are truly throwing their lives away based on an algorithm from youtube that's literally that's literally what's happening yeah. Like these guys are not smart enough. They get sucked into the vortex and they just believe it. And then the worst part is they talk about it. They get fed the stuff from Rupert Murdoch's empires. Yeah. And then they go on Rupert Murdoch's empires and, and they continue just, the life there's cycle. No reason, there's no reason. For Sorry, this there's to, a documentary on HBO. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. I love, I love all. As soon as I saw that, I thought of you. I love all Murdoch stories. and um, You know Succession's based on that. Yeah, no, you I know. check it out. It's on HBO too. I know. I know. I can't wait to check out White Lotus tonight. I've heard you guys loving it. There's this guy who goes like, fuck off. Just like, uh, <laughs> just like how Rupert Murdoch talks. No, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, that reminds me, um, I was watching The Crown, not to talk about TV again, we'll move away from that, but there was a scene where uh, there was a newspaper, like the, I don't remember which one, a, a British newspaper, yeah. the Daily Post or some shit like that, Sunday Times, 
And there was a, an article written about the queen that was very unfavored. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a takedown piece and her whole, the whole episode was her staff keeping her from reading this Sunday <laughs> yeah, times that's, that's for like a long time. They're like, she can, this bitch cannot see it. And she's on a yacht at the time and it shows uh, a boat come to the yacht and then drop the newspaper off in the plastic, like at a doorstep. And I was like, Oh, that's very cool. And then someone has to instantly grab it and they're removing it from all the rooms and tables and, and I was like, this is this is the last time in the world where you could literally yeah. take the most powerful person in a continent well, that's what, and keep information from that's them. That's what Tim Dillon was saying about like Biden stuff today. He was like, bro, <laughs> these guys, Biden's so old. He comes from an era where you like call the guy at the fucking TV station and say, don't do that. And they don't do it. And that's it. it <laughs> that's it. It just doesn't come out. Now that's not, that's not necessarily how it works. So he, yeah, Biden has a phone that has Twitter on it. Yeah. But. God help the guy if he knows how to fire yeah, it up and no, look at yeah, it. He doesn't know how all to, the info is just sitting right there. It's he all just there. doesn't know how to access it. Getting there it. is still difficult for him. But yeah, that's um I think that that something to look into uh, as we move forward um is banning athletes from YouTube. And I, I know that would be a hard pill to swallow, but some of these owners need to put that in the contract. I think it should be a contract stipulation yeah. where it's like, hey, you know, if you want to be able to go look at YouTube and do whatever you want, if you want to turn into a QAnon person, perhaps. That's totally fine. We'll do three million a year instead of thirty. Yeah, exactly. You're in, you're a new risk. Like it's like the way they can't <laughs> ski and stuff in the off season because they could get hurt. Same thing. One hundred percent. I would say this is riskier than a top level athlete like skateboarding with his homies on the weekends. Yeah. When when Chris got his play school my first Amex, do you think it had <laughs> a three million dollar limit on it? No, they started no. me small. Five bands, ten bands. They started me small. You you earn the trust. Yeah, exactly. That's what they that's what these that's what these But also, you know, to argue that Aaron Rodgers has been playing football and not not saying a damn word for a decade. It's true. And then you know at what the I end think? of his career. Nah bro, Shailene Shailene got him on the ayahuasca. <laughs> Something happened. Something unlocked in that man. That's got that good, good Five HTP and alcohol yeah. in his system. <laughs> Five HTP and alcohol. <laughs> I got that good Q nine forty two eight B D Zash one point nine hertz. Five HTP and alcohol. I got, I got some down bitches I could call. <laughs> <laughs> Shailene Woodley like braiding her armpit hair in Portland. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I get it. I, as somebody who looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. both in mind and body, of course, in BMI, there's a part of me that sees Shailene Woodley, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it, bro. No way. I know you can look. I can look at her and it's tell weird. she's a problem. Yeah, and you're saying it like it's a bad thing, sweetie. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't think. I don't think the mental. You know, I don't think her mental illnesses are going to make her more of a freak. Which is, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, of course. Well, when I when I see that, Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, there are some flags. She's a problem. No, don't make a flag but joke. <laughs> I was not going there. Holding offense number 30, 10 yard penalty, still first down. <laughs> That'll move the chance. That's pretty good, Chris. Um you look at the Shailene in a in an Aaron Rodgers situation where every day you open up your DMs and there's thirty thousand people who are like, bro, "Here's my pussy, have sex with." Aaron Rodgers could be going to oh, Aaron Rodgers in Scottsdale, bro. Think about that. Name your price, name you know whatever you want, all the flavors, all you, you got it. So he he sees Shailene and he's like, "Yeah, she's got problems, but." You know, we'll do a little fling, hit she, a couple times, whatever, and then she's like, "That's yeah, we're just gonna do that." Yeah, she got into she like 
she busted him wide open. Mm-hmm. She literally, I don't want to blame her for ruining his life because he's a man with his own, obviously. She hit him with his own flea flicker. Yeah, yeah, 100%. She she ran she ran it back for 99 <laughs> yards for a, for a touchdown. Uh-huh. It ain't it ain't sweet for Rodgers anymore. Yeah. But that I mean, you know, I don't know how we got here, but yeah. I I just but. I just think that the I think that the access to information is ruining our society. Mm-hmm. You know, me included. Especially these damn athletes. <laughs> but it also makes it more fun and interesting. Um era, or speaking of Aaron Rodgers, and things that are bad. Art Basel is happening right now. I can't believe we didn't go. How did no one fly us out? I see some motherfuckers that should not be there getting flown out. I think we're above. I think yeah. we're above it now. I know. I think like, you know, it's a Scottsdale. Did you see any fire activations that you were sad to miss? So I sent this those photos to you, but there's a club there. No, um, Hyde. Like, of course, the famous Hyde from Sunset Boulevard that we're familiar with from the Hills era of L.A. nightlife. Yes, Hyde spelled with a Y. I think Brody might still do Thursdays there. Brody will do Thursdays there with the with the homies. Brought to you by Casa Azul. <laughs> with the homies. No, it's actually, bro, we got a good deal with Milagro. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my booth. It cannot have anything in it but Milagro. <laughs> yeah, you guys come through if you're around. Yeah, we'll be there from like 11 on. Yeah. <laughs> so there is there's a Hyde Beach Club yeah. in Miami, of course. And there was a, a DJ set from Alec Monopoly. So Alec Monopoly is not only a famous and well-regarded street artist, but he's also <laughs> sick on the on the pioneer just writing just on the heels of the airmail article about the celebrity dj which did a pretty good job about uh summing up some of my thoughts on, yeah, the, of on the subject yeah. i was able to tag you in that post in only the way that airmail yeah. can do and i am now an airmail subscriber and apologist and sympathizer <laughs> good. i, I well, drank the kool-aid and i think it's yummy welcome to the team so alec monopoly dj set in is there I just want to be clear. Is he separating church and state or is he doing some live painting as well? <laughs> so he's known as being the worst graffiti artist, the worst street artist mm-hmm. of all time. He literally draws a stencil of the Monopoly guy on the wall mm-hmm. and he somehow has millions of dollars for that. Well, I mean... I guess Chris Brown and Justin Bieber will buy his pieces to put in one of their don't homes. Forget, don't forget Scott Disick. God, it's just so bad. It's so so he's, bad. But he's, anyway, so he's... He's not only is he DJing wearing a hat that's somewhere between like like an uh, Australian kind of outback hat, mm-hmm. like a floppy brim like hat. Like pro- protecting his neck from the brutal Miami sunshine? Yeah, but it's made out of suede leather, not like a Gore-Tex <laughs> not kind of leather. <laughs> So it's like a leather, but it but it also is giving top hat. So it's sort of an yeah, because he's a he's a top hat guy. He like rocks the top hat. Yeah, you know, he's a guy who wears top hats and Amiri jeans. Just a normal look. This to is wear. very cool. I don't know what kind of music he's playing because I don't watch Instagram stories with the sound on. No, no, that's psycho shit. Psycho shit. I'm a grown ass man. God damn it. So you're saying you, in this case, I might have turned sound on. I know. I <laughs> you probably shouldn't have. I agree. But the fact that we've gotten. I mean, all I'm sure of these, he was playing a marshmallow song. I actually pitched this idea last night uh, internally to my team, Alex, uh, about me doing um, a book where for one year I go to every one of these things. I go to Art Basel. I go to <laughs> South by Southwest. I go to Sundance. I go to Can Lion. Uh-huh. I do all of it. 
and I see what the through line is and and like kind of try to understand is this for the book or is this for an air is this for this feels like a book yeah. or maybe a documentary about how Michelle the man after I finally leave you know Art Basel Switzerland I just mm. don't think that I, I think that there really is like a, a core group that goes to almost all of these mm-hmm. and I think some of them are paid obviously mm-hmm. like influencer shit and some of them just like can't not be there well i mean this is your favorite type of person which is i guess just would be described as a socialite right yeah but not but it's different because it used to be like you socialite slash with global citizen rising yeah but you stuck to your discipline like if you're an art world person it's like i'm an art world person if you're a music business person you're a music business person now the line is you hang out with white people you hang out with white people exactly it's like oh i'm going to austin and i'm also going to like Copenhagen, other, like the fact that the fact that you could go to South by Southwest mm-hmm. Tech Week and then just yeah. hop over to Sundance and it's basically the same Amazon party at yes, both things yes, yes. used to not be the case. It mm. used to be more industry specific, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And now it's a it's been flattened like Kyrie's Earth. Yeah, you can just touch all of them and it's all the same, which makes it really strange because they were the the original idea is that it's so industry specific. Look. Also, another Chris thing to do, you got to follow the money. You got to follow the money. I, and I understand all of that, but I think that it is. Because back in the nine, or when, when all that, when the last time you could do that, when it was normal and everyone would do the normal things mm-hmm. they're supposed to do, whatever, the 90s, uh, the 90s and, and before, everyone was making money. Vogue magazine made money. Condé Nast made now, money. Now you have they could to go. have a party. A record label is like, yeah, I'm going to spend a million dollars and throw this dope ass party in Aspen. And now they're like, oh, we don't have enough money to pay the fucking no, I mean, the guy I who think cleans the toilet. Of course, we're going to take money from our official sponsor, which we have then to do ruins that. the party. But I, I just don't. I, I wonder who the, you know, I wonder if I did that, who the person would be that I'd see at every single one of them. Because there's definitely at least one. There's one yeah, person. Good point. And maybe they work at a brand, but I hope they don't. I hope they're merely a low-level influencer that gets by just enough because W Hotels, they have a deal with W Hotels, you know, they so it's a free place to stay, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-huh. and then like, I don't know. I, I just I think like that, they they've ne- they haven't been inside of their own house yeah. in months and they just it's, they it's just like wake up in the up. air with George Clooney but for weird events. <laughs> for weird events. Yeah, I th- that was actually something I was thinking about before when I when I used to love Art Basel. The same way I used to love Coachella and I used to love sure. South by Southwest and whatever. And Coachella makes this list in, interestingly, but it's a ticketed event. So it's an outlier in a way, but it's a big part of that circuit. It's a ticketed event that non-ticketed private events, bold bold name Dominate. events, are, you know, they, they gather around that uh, because of money. But what I want to try to figure out is how do you have one of those tentpole events like you were describing how do you maintain your coolness, your authenticity, the original ethos of what you set out to do for you know at scale and for a long period of time? Like how did Art Basel go from being the coolest idea like everyone who's in this art world is going to leave New York. We go to Miami, it's you, warm there. You go to Miami and you have a beach party while it's snowing back home. You hang out with all the artists from around the world. You do coke, you fuck each other. You lay around on the beach. You smoke some cigs. It's great. Eat some crabs. And you how go did home. it become? How did it become worse than any other thing? It's the. It's honestly, I blame streetwear. 
<laughs> it's brands, though. It's 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 not streetwear it's the nouveau, specifically. Well, uh, the nouveau riche of the '80s was a lot more manageable and tolerable than the nouveau riche it's of 2022. Like, it's because everyone can get some. If you can throw a good party, you can get money to throw a party, and then it attracts nobodies, and they're going to come because they can. This is what they do, you know. And like, the people who have the the biggest houses and the the yellowest Lamborghinis in Miami, they're not like. Oh, I'm a, a mogul or a baron or a magnate. It's no. like, oh, I'm a streamer yeah. who doesn't know how to s- pronounce the word fascist I, and I don't know how to talk. I live in, I have a Twitch studio in my house on Brickle and it's, uh, I live here because it is tax free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, and that's, that's who's winning. And that's Miami is such a when weird, you follow the money, it's we, over. we agree on this. Miami is a very weird, special place. And I do think that it, not only is it going to wash away in the sea that that's confirmed, Mm-hmm. But I do think some of Makes the magic has has unfortunately like a, a, the tropical storm had come and washed away. It needs a cleansing. It needs a cleansing. It's just it's. I think the tax haven. I think the crypto. It all just kind of combined in a in a very short amount of time to make it almost unbearable. Just like um, Aaron Rodgers nine eleven. Sometimes you got to crash the plane. Sometimes you got to crash the plane. I don't know. All right, Chris. <laughs> um. We certainly have a lot more to talk about on our next episode. We're only scratching the surface of Alec Monopoly's DJ set. That's of course, right. while he was playing, he had a small canvas that was, you know, procured from Target, set up on an easel <laughs> by a fucking bottle service. Just showing bar back guy. I, yeah, I like to see. I like to see when I'm paying five hundred dollars for a bottle of of vodka. I want an Alec mm-hmm. Monopoly kind of there as well, and I want him to be spray painting a picture of. Checks notes. The Monopoly guy <laughs> on a three by three canvas. Uh, how long gone? Um, we'll see you in Seattle on the fifteenth. Get those tickets. There's a few left. Um, and what else, Jason? We got some. We got some good pods coming up this week. We got some. We got do some we? Good pods. Yeah, we do. Thank fucking god. Yeah, thank god. I mean, after today's episode, we don't even need to release anymore. I but know. that's how kind we are. And also, speaking of Herb Sundays. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris and check, I have a couple mixes out. Yeah, check out our mixes on Herb Sundays. I took it back to Atlanta when I was doing coke in a house with a friend. Really, really dipping into my bag. For all you guys who listen to this that love Lucinda Williams and the Jayhawks and Whiskey Town. You know, it's speaking, speaking of <laughs> during that time frame, I was listening to all the music that I put on my mix uh-huh. while my friends were smoking Oxycontin mm-hmm. and I was sort of well, I was doing that Xanax. too. I just I just okay. had better taste in music because I needed a I kind of need a little twang on my oxys. Okay. You know that if the oxy doesn't come with a pedal steel player, I'm not smoking it. <laughs> yeah, so go check out those mixes. Go check it out. Thank you for Sam for, for asking us to do that. And yeah, then, it's uh, called Herb Sundays. Herb like rosemary thyme, marjoram, the list oh. goes on. <laughs> Sundays spelled the standard way. Okay. Thank God it's not S-U-N-D-A-Z-E. That would really be our basil of I'm not us. 100% if it's case sensitive, but you'll figure it out, guys. And uh, I guess that's it. That's it. How long gone? Bye.